Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So you know how we all have our perspectives and when you hear someone else's opinions about something, you're gaining their perspective. And it's almost assumed that it's our perspective and their perspective. I look at perspective like a camera lens. I have a lens, you have a lens. You see your life through that lens. Every single action, every single event, every person you meet, you're only going to be able to see it with your perspective lens and me with mine. But when I started thinking about this deeper, I think we each have multiple lenses to choose from. It's just a matter of choice. You can look through your negative lens, your negative perspective. You could look through your positive lens, your positive perspective. And when I ask myself questions, when I'm writing them down, when I'm journaling about it, it's me actively changing the lens of my perspective. Because our minds have patterns. They all like doing the same thing. They're just cozy creatures. Our minds are you know, the voice inside of our heads, they have habits, just like we have habits. Actually, they form our habits. And what I've noticed is that we all create these patterns of thinking that are so familiar to us that that's just how we think the world works, because that's how our brain naturally wants us to think. And when you're taking some time every day to ask yourself questions, ask yourself, you know, is this really what's happening? You're basically telling that mind inside of your head like hey let's go over here like let's think about this for a second and you're grabbing a new lens from your camera bag and you're popping it on to see things with a different perspective so anyways that was an interesting thought that I had because a lot of people who think that we cannot change I highly disagree with that I, I think that's bullshit I think you can change it's just a matter of changing the lens changing your perspective and that's why when you meet someone and you take time to listen to their answers and listen to their perspective it gives you inspiration to think wow if they think like that and that has changed their lives I wonder what would happen if I thought like that so training your mind is the same thing as training a muscle it's habit it's like actively waking up and deciding how you want to train your mind and so when you're consuming crappy shows and crappy content and you're not taking time to listen to yourself and you're not engaging with people and you're not around people who are smarter than you, better than you, inspirational, you're basically just leaving your mind in the comfortable position and that is going to trigger into your actions and that will eventually shape your life. And if you want to do something else you're gonna have to do something different like you're gonna have to start with your mind it all starts with your mind I know I've changed my mind and all it took was reading how many negative journal entries I had to realize I didn't want to be that person and I started writing a different version of how those events happened and I would actively change the perspective of the same event that I had already lived and I'm like damn I couldn't even see the good that was happening because I was so focused on the bad it was like today I slept for 12 hours. It was amazing. I'm feeling jazzed up. I left my phone in my office at 7 p.m. And I did not touch it until 10 in the morning this morning. And when I woke up this morning, I have been here for two weeks. I swear to you, I saw trees for the first time 
since I've been back. And it hit me that I was so focused on my phone, I was so focused on my tasks that I didn't even realize how much beauty was right outside of my damn window. This is what I mean. It's like shifting perspective. It's actively making choices to change the view because in front of you right now, there are so many things happening and our brain to keep us safe and because it's physically impossible to focus on everything will single out things that it wants to focus on. Neuroscientifically, I'm not a neuroscientist, but our brain intakes millions and millions of bits of information and it only gives us a few to look at. And usually we fall into the trap of looking at the same things. So the challenge here is, can you train your mind to look at things you actually want to see? Welcome back to Not Your Average Joe, the podcast that'll make anyone a little less average. I'm your host, Joe Franco, and I'm sipping a little coffee in my office, feeling more revitalized than I have in a long time. Honestly, I don't remember the last time I felt this good. And to be real, I didn't even want to touch my phone this morning because 12 hours basically is all I need to get over something. <laughs> it's not true. Anyways, I'm really excited to be bringing this episode to you today because it's kind of like an improv session. I don't really know where this episode will end. I was talking to my podcast producer and editor and we were thinking about how it could be if I posted two episodes a week because I, I do most of it. Like I'll send the files to the editor, but we have strategy sessions. And one thing that we said is like, I have so much content. Why don't I repurpose a lot of it? So I want to start a new series on this podcast, almost like a bite size, not your average Joe. And it'll be me reading pages from my journals and looking at what that page meant. I have this little red journal that I actually used when I started a Joe Club. So if you don't know, Joe Club started from a 30-day journaling challenge I put on my Instagram and I put all of my answers to the prompts that I came up with in this little red book. So the questions are really good. They're very diverse and I haven't read this journal back in a long time. But the thing about when you write in journals, it's funny, you can find the, the answers to the problems you're having today from your past reflections. So that's what we're going to dive into. And it's a perfect segment because today's the last day to join the 21 day self-awareness challenge and if you haven't secured your spot yet i'm linking the details in the show notes i created a 21 day self-awareness challenge because i saw the power in a 30-day journal challenge the truth about human beings is that we all want to do many things but we don't have the motivation because individually it's hard to do things i mean if you think about primitive humans we were all tribal creatures so if i were to tell you individually you need to do a 21 day journaling challenge maybe 10 of you would say you're gonna do it and maybe only two of you might complete it so i was like okay how do i solve this problem what if i created a cohort based challenge where everybody's gonna be in touch with each other there's gonna be a facebook community we're all gonna start on day one which is tomorrow November 19th and we're all going to finish on day 21 together because that way you have this tribal kind of cohort this accountability circle and you're less likely to fall off because when you invest in a, a challenge to grow yourself the only way you can lose is by not doing it so I hope that you join all of the challengers there are so many people who signed up from all over the world because you know it's not your average Joe it's like that global community people speak different languages and I'm using this as the beta version of what these challenges will look like. So if you want to be one of, you know, many people helping me sculpt what the future of these challenges look like, please sign up. 
I will be there tomorrow starting with you. And then on Sunday, the 20th, we're doing a huge kickoff party. It'll be the biggest journaling call I ever host. I even had to add like a Zoom large meeting add-on because it's going to be that many people. Without further ado, let's get into me opening up a random page of my journal and hopefully finding something good. Cheers. Kill the intro, sis. You know she's not your average Joe, not your average Joe. of nervous to open up this book oh this is a great one okay the date of this entry is april 30th 2020 it was day 30 damn girl you can't remember the last time you did something for 30 days straight just because you wanted to it's like other people's requests of you almost have a way of coming before your own but those five minutes here and 10 minutes there responding to other people's needs make you feel like serena williams hitting tennis balls back at record speed by making it a point to do something for me every day my intentions are clearer i spend quality thoughts with my mind on a daily basis and plus i'm telling the universe that i care about myself enough to let myself do something i love without any success metrics attached no monetary gain, just mental clarity and self-awareness. I'd argue those things are far more valuable than just money. Super cool. Again, this was two years ago and I didn't know that this would come in handy two years later. So I remember writing this entry and it was 30 days into the challenge. I'm very risk interested, let's call it that. I like taking risks and so when I had to put on the internet that I was gonna be doing something for 30 days, it was a risk because there was a chance that I would stop in the middle of the challenge and then make a fool of myself. And hundreds and thousands of people would say, Joe is not a woman of her word. So it was a risk to start the challenge, but I remember thinking, damn, if I do this for 10 days, I can do this for 20 days and I can do this for 30 days. It's almost like the mind of a long distance runner. It's a mind game. And the reason why I wanted to run when I was in high school was because I wasn't coordinated. I'm very clumsy, if you've ever met me in person. My friends always joke, I can't go a day without spilling a coffee. There were two reasons I wanted to run. The first reason is kind of sad, but I'm gonna admit it. I didn't wanna be the one to let the team down you know, in soccer or volleyball or whatever. Like if I let the ball drop, literally, I would let the team down and I didn't wanna live with that pressure. So I was always more keen on individual sports activities, things that I could learn on my own. And then the second reason was because even though I wasn't coordinated, I could walk. And if I could walk, I could run. And I think most things in my life have had the same logic. It's like, maybe you can't sprint today. Maybe you can't run 25 miles today but if you can walk you can jog and if you can jog you could probably run and when it came down to doing this challenge that's how I perceived it it was like okay if I can write for one day I can write for two days if I can write for two days I can write for four days same thing with building businesses same thing with starting a, a YouTube channel same thing with having a podcast it's just the game of consistency but it is really hard to do it on your own which is why having the accountability of like all of my Instagram followers helped me stay the path and if you were following me back then, you saw that the challenge went from 30 days to 60 days, which was another huge risk. And I started shooting the Netflix show at the time. So I was on set every day, working from like seven in the morning until 11 p.m. and I was still finding time to journal. 
because it was just five minutes. And it felt like a fun play date with my mind because that's what self-awareness really is, I think. It's removing yourself from what you're experiencing and observing it. Which brings me to a great book recommendation I have for all of the Not Your Average Joe listeners. It's called The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. It was a New York Times bestseller. And on the cover of the book, there's a quote by Deepak Chopra. Read this book carefully and you will get more than a glimpse of eternity. This book is so damn good. It's one of those that I keep close by because it's you could just kind of open it and read a passage and feel super inspired. In case you haven't noticed, you have a mental dialogue going on inside of your head that never stops. It just keeps going. Have you ever wondered why it talks in there? How does it decide what to say and when to say it? How much of what it says turns out to be true? How much of what it says turns out to even be important? And if right now you're hearing, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any voice inside my head. That's the voice we're talking about. If you're smart, you'll take time to step back, examine this voice and get to know it better. The problem is you're too close to be objective. You have to step back, way back, and watch it converse. If you spend some time observing this mental voice, the first thing you will notice is that it never shuts up. If you watch it objectively, you will come to see that much of what the voice says is meaningless. Most of the talk is just a waste of time and energy. The truth is that most of life will unfold in accordance with forces far outside of your control, regardless of what your mind says about it. It's like sitting down at night and deciding whether you want the sun to come up in the morning. The bottom line is that the sun will come up and the sun will go down. Billions of other things are going on in the world. You can think about it all you want, but life is still going to keep on happening. The mind protects us, right, in all of these thinkings. Your inner growth is completely dependent upon the realization that the only way to find peace and contentment is to stop thinking about yourself. You're ready to grow when you realize, finally, that the I, who is always talking inside, will never be content. It always has a problem with something. Honestly, when was the last time you really had nothing bothering you? Before you had your current problem, there was a different problem. And if you're wise, you will realize that after this one's gone, there will be another one. The bottom line is that you'll never be free of your problems until you are free from the part within that has so many problems. So it's detaching yourself from this inner dialogue, from your inner voice. The muscle that we're trying to build in the self-awareness project of mine that I'm launching is going to be an experiment, is looking at our problems and all of these things that stress us out with objective awareness, looking at it for fact, not the fiction that our mind tells us. It's really cool to connect all of the things that I'm passionate about. So I've been reading tons of books on storytelling because of film school, and one of the things that I've learned is that we all as characters imagine that everybody's a character in our own movie we all have sacred flaws and this is what makes stories interesting we like watching stories where the protagonist aka the main character has a struggle that they're tormented on the inside but the truth is we're all tormented because this voice inside of our head tells us there are always problems and it's not very peaceful that is not a peaceful existence. And yet we're all walking around filled with this not peaceful existence. Unless you've achieved nirvana of inner wokeness and you're just zen like a Buddhist monk where you can separate your problems. I like to think of it as having a healthy dose of problems because I like a little drama. I like a little conflict in my life. And without those inner problems that I've created, I won't have that. It's fun for me to solve that. But that's my preference, okay? You can want to be completely mindless when it comes to problems, completely just detached. If that's your aim, then you can find that through simply detaching yourself from your problems and not paying that voice inside of your head any attention. But most of us and moviegoers love watching a good internal conflict. And if you think about that, it's like, wow, super entertaining. 
to find somebody who has a problem. Isn't it funny that the thing that keeps us up at night is also the thing that we're all extremely attracted to when it comes to entertainment? Why do you think dramatic soap operas run for so long or why these dramatic you know real housewife shows go on and on and on because people love watching flaws they feel better about themselves when they see somebody else is struggling worse which is terrible but it's true am i right am i cynical for saying this i believe that people are attracted to problems because it makes their problems feel less bad but what if we just didn't let our own problems feel bad without like needing to look at other people's problems. What if we just did that work on our own? How cool would that be? Then we could just help others instead of trying to like make their problems solve our problems indirectly in some weird way. Wow, these journal entry prompts are already getting us on a tangent and it is quite early, but we're going for it, baby. We are going for it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So really, this book... The Untethered Soul is a great book if you want to achieve this nirvana because the whole book is basically, you know, telling you don't listen to that voice, realize you're just the consciousness observing your experience. I love that thought. But again, I like a little drama. I like a little conflict. I like a climax. I like to have a character arc. But I'm also not so into my problems that I cannot step back and realize, yeah, okay, I'm asking for this because I like this, but this is not this is not all there is. And this is the muscle of self-awareness that I was able to achieve and continue to grow and am still growing through journaling because I can write down what I'm experiencing and read it like an outsider. I read it like an audience member of my own story as if it's not me. So any journal I pull off my shelf, it's so wild because I'm like, damn, I live that. Damn, I was thinking that. Damn, that little girl was crazy. That that little girl is cool. And it just makes me want to keep doing that for my future self. There's nothing more interesting than solving your current problems with solutions that you've had in the past because then you're not relying on trial and error. Like you've you've got documentation of this trial and error. It's called your journal. I had a call with one of my Joe Club members, we have 15 minute one-on-ones, and it was really cool to hear what she said. She said she was in a really toxic relationship with this guy and she loved him, which is fine, like this happens to some of us. And she had taken note of how she was feeling for this entire relationship. And towards the summer when things got really bad, she would lean into her journal and she would write all these things that were happening, what she was feeling. And a few months later, she finds herself back in the same feeling and she opens the journal and she literally reads the journal and tells me like, Joe, that journal entry made me break up with the guy and have zero regrets because my past self 
gave me the advice I needed in the present. And if I had not written it down, and if I had not read it back, I would have probably kept dragging this out. And I'm like, damn girl, the same thing has happened to me. I was in a relationship with somebody I cared for dearly, but it just wasn't a good match. There was something that wasn't fitting. Obviously I wrote all this down because it's me. And especially leaning into the journal, like when I, when I have these struggles, like why isn't this working? And I'm trying to digest why it's not working. I'm, I'm writing things down. I'm taking note, the facts. I'm writing down the facts. And months go by and I'm still feeling shitty. And then I read those journals and I straight up said, I was like, hey, I think we need to stop dating. And they were like, why? And I said, my journal told me to. What a silly sentence, but it was true. And I had less remorse and regret about the decision because I was like, damn, I have too many pages of wasted ink on the same topic. What, do I wanna keep writing about this? No, I don't. And that was it. And it was like, wow, if I hadn't had that self-awareness to jot the facts down, to jot down what the facts were doing to my internal monologue, I wouldn't have stepped back from it so quickly. And now I'm happier than ever. And we're in a good place, like still good friends, no hard feelings because I didn't let it get ugly before things blew up in our faces. I was just taking note of why things weren't working. I digress, journaling is the shit. And even if you don't join the challenge, honestly, like just start writing because I'm pretty sure you're gonna find interesting things that you never even knew were inside of your mind. Here's another reason why we should all be a little bit more self-aware. The fact is external changes are not going to solve your problem because they don't address the root of your problem. The root problem is that you don't feel whole and complete within yourself. If you don't identify the root properly, you will seek someone or something to cover it up. You will hide behind finances, people, fame, and adoration. If you try to find the perfect person to love and adore you and you manage to succeed, then you will actually have failed. You did not solve your problem. All you did was involve that person in your problem. That is why people have so much trouble with relationships. You began with a problem inside yourself and you tried to solve it by getting involved with someone else. The relationship will have problems because your problems are what cause the relationship. It is also easy to see once you step back and dare to look at it honestly. So yes, I think in dating as well, on the subject of dating, we need to really know ourselves critically and know what we want and know who we are and know our direction and know our values. And then we can start dating. And we're living in a society with a culture of dating where it's like, hop into a relationship, find the person that's going to complete you. But it's like, nah, bitch, I want to complete myself. That is also a big act of self-awareness, because if we don't spend that time like trying to figure out what we want out of life, then we're never going to be able to show up fully for someone else. I'm curious what you guys think about this dating topic. Do you feel like you need someone to complete you or do you feel like you should be whole on your own and then find someone? My grandparents always told me, one plus one is not two, one plus one is four. And they said that because if you're whole on your own and you're with someone who's whole on their own, what you can accomplish is twice as much together. It should be an added bonus to be with someone, not something that you must do. And they were married to the very end, like 50 plus years. And I think part of the reason why I ended my past relationship was because it was actually taking away from my shine and I was taking away from him. And it was like, damn, we don't, we're not doing good for each other. And it was mature to walk away from it. It's like, I was better <laughs> before this and so were you. And even if you care about someone fondly, you got to be real with yourself and be aware of what that person does to you, does to your motivation, does to your light. And if it's anything less than what you can achieve on your own, then it's time to step back from it. And I'd rather be alone than take away from someone and have someone take away from me. Okay, here's something else. I, I want to conclude with this. I'm still reading the book and I'm flipping around and towards the end, there's a page called The Abyss Going Beyond. And I want to address something that I've noticed having done this, you know, movement for two years of 
just encouraging people to journal. A lot of people I've realized don't want to listen to what is going on in their head because it scares them. People will actually avoid answering questions because they are afraid of the hairy, scary answers down in their minds. So here's what this says. When you approach the barrier areas of your thoughts and emotions, it feels like you're going into an abyss. You don't wanna go near that place, but you can go there. And if you wanna get out, you will go there. Eventually you will realize that darkness is not what's really there. What is really there are the walls that are blocking the infinite light. If you see a wall and it is protecting you from unending darkness, you will not want to go there. But if you see a wall that is blocking the light, you will want to go there in order to remove the wall. It is often said that you must go through the darkest night in order to get to the infinite light. That is because what we call darkness is really the blockage of light. You must go past these walls. So if that's not inspiring you to break out a journal and take down those walls that is blocking your unending light, I don't know what is. Big cheers, have an above average weekend because you deserve it. And if I don't see you this challenge, I will see you in the next. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at NotYourAverageJoePod and on my personal at Joe underscore Franco. I will be posting some visual clips and the project operation post visual podcast on YouTube regularly is well underway. I'm in the middle of bulk filming. So if you have any podcast suggestions, any questions juicy for Q&A, drop them to my Instagram at Joe underscore Franco. And uh, please don't forget to rate the show five stars if you liked it and share it with a friend. Maybe share it with a friend who's going through something and feels disconnected. This could be the catalyst that helps them unblock their unending light. This stuff sounds cheesy, but I'm telling y'all, it's true. And I will show you day by day. I'm excited to do this challenge. I feel like I've lost touch. I, I need this time, those five minutes every morning, a sip of knowledge with my own mind, hearing what's really going on. Thanks again for tuning in. And I can't wait to hang out again. See you soon. Hey, yo, come listen to my girl, man. What you doing? Shit. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah.